You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we are going to, well, let's say continue what we stopped at yesterday. Yesterday was the end of 1st Timothy chapter 6, where we're looking at money and trusting in riches and all those things. And I hope by now um, you have made some certain decisions that will make you rich towards God and not just in this life. So I saw another text that uh, I guess will help throw some more light on that. It's just one um, very interesting example. It's the story of the rich young ruler that came to Jesus. And well, there are two things that are going to happen here because in my study, I saw that the synoptic gospels, when we say synoptic gospels, we're talking about Matthew, Mark, and Luke, right? They, on their synoptic, synoptic means same. So the synoptic gospels, why are they same? It means that they are. Um, how I put it, they have similar things in them, but the book of John seems to be a radical shift from the very different perspective from these other three. So, the Synoptic Gospels, all three of them record the story of the rich young ruler, right, who comes to Jesus. And so, in Bible study, there's this law of corroboration. Like, you cannot just read, if you're going to understand the story of the rich young ruler, you can't just read one, you have to read all three to get the essence of what Jesus was saying. Now, the truth about it, I'm not really going to go into the details of the story because there's a lot going there. There's a lot, quite a lot going there. But I'm just going to go straight to link the part of the story that belongs to what we were discussing yesterday, which is, you know, the desire for riches and all those things. Okay, so let's crack on. So I'm going to read the three accounts very fast, hopefully. And we're going to see what we can extract. So the first one is Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why call me good? There is none good but one. That is God, but one God. Okay, if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. So he asked him, What will I do to enter eternal life? He says, He says, If you will enter into life, keep the commandments. Jesus said to him, Which Oh, he said to him, which Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, and you will love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth. What do I lack? And Jesus said to him, if you you will be perfect, go now. He said, so the man says, what do I lack? And Jesus says, well, if you are going to be complete, since you say you lack something, if you're going to be complete, he says, go sell all that you have and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me but when the young man heard the saying he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions and just said unto the disciples verily i say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven and say and again i say unto you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god okay when the disciples said they were extremely amazed and said who then shall be saved but Jesus beheld them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all these things are possible. Right? Okay, so that's the account, the Matthew account. 
um then we now move on to uh mark's account and he and when he was gone forth into the way they came came one running i said came they came there came one running i need to get my british act back nigeria is not my home <laughs> okay and when he was gone forth in the way there came one running and knelt before him so are you seeing the difference between matthew 19 and mark 10 this one it says that this person or this person came so it tells that there's one person that came this one says this rich person came and what came running and knelt before him <laughs> and as good master what shall i do that i may inherit eternal life so we already see that in matthew it tells us that this guy was rich right so you think that this guy has humbled the way he ran and knelt down the good master <laughs> what must i do to inherit eternal life eh what shall I do? In other words, give me, tell me what to do. Tell me, eh? Should I go to the east coast or the west coast? Should I walk on the mountain? Should I swim in the water? What should I do, Lord, to have this eternal life? And and I think that that should also um, point out to the fact that this guy was a works-oriented kind of person. And Jesus said unto him, Why call me good? There is none good but one. That is God. Now, I want to, let me explain this. According to the Lord, there's none good though. Right, the law Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. So according to the law, there is none good. Do you understand? But one. But Bible tells us that Jesus, right, was tempted at every point and, and did not sin. So he was Jesus came under this law and he, he was perfect before this law. So he said, There is why are you calling me good? Do you, in other words, do you know what you are saying? There is none good but one that is God. You understand? So Jesus was not in any way nullifying the fact that he's God, because people read this, even I used to read and say, ah so what are you saying Lord? are you saying you're not God no he said there's no good though <laughs> he said but one God God is good you understand and we know he is God so he's not saying I'm not God he said there's one don't just call why are you calling me good do you know what you're saying in, in other words verse 19 you know the commandments do not commit adultery right do not steal do not uh, bear false witness defraud not honor your father and mother so he lists the commandments again and he answered and said, Master, all this have I observed from my youth. Now, I want you to realize something that Jesus, as much as he came to save man, he was born as a Jew, born into Judaism, and was also subject to the law. In other words, he also kept the laws of Moses. Uh, if you look at Galatians 4, verse 4, it says, when, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son made of a woman or born of a woman made under the law you know or yeah he made on made on the law came under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive adoption of sons so when he came he also had to observe that same law you understand that's what you will see him sometimes he would actually um interpret the law properly he still kept the law actually kept the law you understand Bible says he was tempted at all points, but yet without sin. Part of that would be the laws of Moses. He was, because the truth that the Bible says that the law came that all mouths may be stopped and everyone will be declared guilty before God. Why? Because they can't keep it. So in other words, the law will let you know that you are a sinner. Why? Because you keep breaking it. So Jesus would have to have had to come under that same law and would have been perfect before that same law to be our savior. Mean that I am the one who is righteous, who is qualified, you understand, to save. Because what the law, the law bringing condemnation, everyone else would rather point to him as the perfect savior. 
you see that aha so now that we understand that you now come back to this and you now ask okay why is jesus telling him because this guy is saying how may i you know have eternal life now the truth about it is that john 5 39 says just said you search the scriptures for a name you think you have eternal life but they are they which will testify of me but you will not come to me so in other words to have eternal life what's he saying he's saying that to get eternal life eternal life is in in him bible tells the book of john that life is in his in the son in christ you see when i read your bible you must think of these things because if you if you just um read this you may be tempted to think ah that this is actually what jesus is saying many times we don't there's a way jesus talks a lot of this he said he said to them that were under the law right he said it like that to them in, in other words he was saying hey go and keep your law now this is what your law says go ahead do you get not that that was actually the truth there's a way he talks he, many things he said he said to the jewish people so when you study your bible you must be careful about these things now if you want to understand more about this thing i've done a teaching called orthodoxy you can get that on my telegram if you just type uh me slash pastor scn or something like that or just go to telegram and said pastor scn you see just go and look for a teaching called orthodoxy in my along my list of teachings and it will properly explain a lot of these things to you anyway so we see so i just want to clear up that when he says you shall you know do the commandments and all that it is there's no way these commandments can bring eternal life if anything the commandments actually what are they doing you know they are actually bringing condemnation they're actually telling you that if that you are guilty you understand that you can't keep them that you are not you are not righteous they are a sinner you understand that's what it, that, that same you know um, what do you call it that's that's what that same commandment is doing look at this romans chapter 3 verse 19 now we know that whatsoever things the law says it says to them who are what under the law right that every mouth may be what stopped and all the world may be declared guilty or may become guilty before god right so this law thou shalt not kill thou shalt not steal that's all those things there's no way they could keep it because of their sinful nature there is no way they would and the bible actually tells that if you if you mess up in one you've broken all that's the truth that same Galatians actually tells us, oh, well, that, that's Galatians 3 now, but yeah, it says that, you know, uh, let me see that, verse 20, they said, Galatians 3, the same 3 of 19 we just read, verse 20 says, therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, I see, but for by the law is the knowledge of sin, so by the law is what, the knowledge of sin, when the law comes, there is a knowledge of sin, so in other words, when Jesus points this guy back to the law, <laughs> he's trying to tell him, you are a sinner, bros, in other words, you are asking, what, what can I do to inherit eternal life? You are looking for one extra commandment. But he's saying, no, your real problem is that you are a sinner. So he's trying to tell him, look, bros, you are a sinner. That's the issue. First of all, he says, none is good except God. Pointing to himself that he's God, he now says that, look, you are actually a sinner. So he says, because he tells him that, I keep the commandments now. That's what the Lord says. Why are you coming to me to ask something new? Keep the commandments. And... <laughs> So, because no one, it says that by the deeds of the law, by that is by doing the law, there shall be no flesh justified. Because nobody can actually keep it. It reveals God's righteous standard, which is perfection. Nobody can keep it. You actually need a savior. I see that. You see that? Because verse 21 now says, But now the righteousness of God without the law. Let me say this, please. You will have to listen to this teaching two or three more times to get it properly. But now the righteousness of God without the law 
or that, that is apart from the law. So in other words, the law has a kind of righteousness that says, keep everything, then we declare you righteous. But there's a righteousness that is outside of the law that doesn't depend on keeping any of those things, right? It says, manifest the being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So in other words, when you read that same scripture, that same Old Testament is asking him, is, is telling him about, what will you conclude? You conclude that Christ is actually, you know, faith in Jesus Christ is actually the way to God. So when this guy was coming, he said, what can I do to have eternal life? The answer was, believe in me. That's the answer. Do you get? Believe in me. But the guy's perception of the whole thing was twisted. The guy felt, no, just like those other Pharisees when Jesus said in John 5, 39, he said, search the scripture for in them you think you have eternal life. In other words, they thought in the keeping of the law, in the doing of the commandments, that they have eternal life there, that it's by keeping those things, by doing those things, right, that they will have eternal life. So this guy, in a, in a sense, is self-righteous. In a sense, because see what he says, when Jesus, Jesus asked him, says, have you kept, he said, you know the commandments now, do not do this, da, da, da. Verse 20, he says, he says, Master, all I've, all this I have kept since I was a boy. That's, that's he said, I've kept the law. But the Bible tells us that no one can keep the law. It's not possible. And there is right, no righteous, no, not one. Because now yeah, the boy is trying to say, or this guy is trying to say, I am perfect. Right? Because <laughs> that's what he's trying to say. If you say you've kept everything, that means you are perfect. You understand? So if you are perfect, then inherit the eternal life now. Abby? <laughs> Verse, the Bible says that. Bible says here that Jesus, looking at him, loved him. As in, just has this, mm, no. And he said to him, he was trying to show him the fallacy in his thinking. He says, one thing that you lack, right? The Matthew just read said, Jesus said to him, if you'll be perfect, because he says that, he says, what do I have, you know, what, what is lacking? Because he said, I've kept all this, but what is lacking? What don't I have yet? And Jesus said unto him in Matthew, if you will be perfect, if you will be complete, since you say you lack something, if you will be complete, go and sell all you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. So what do you lack? You lack treasure in heaven. And Jesus, so let's move to Mark. And Jesus behold him, loved him and said to him, one thing that you lack, go your way, right? So Mark, Matthew tells us that he lacks what? Treasure in heaven. So Mark says, one thing that you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. So he, he notice that he says, follow me. In other words, the answer to everything you have asked, the eternal life is me, is by following me. But one thing you lack is treasure in heaven. Why? Because of your possessions on earth. <laughs> one thing you lack is treasure in heaven because of your possessions on earth. You understand? You know, when he says now, when he says treasure in heaven, remember that Jesus also said in that text that where your treasure is, there you have to be. In other words, this thing you really you 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 think you actually have value for eternal life, but really you have value for possession. Say so this one thing you lack. He says you need to have treasure in heaven. Your heart needs to be in what you are saying. Your heart needs to be in that eternal life you're talking about, right? So he says, give. So not what did he say? Look at this. He says one thing you lack. Go and sell whatever you have, and give to the poor. Now, the Bible tells us that this guy was rich. Go and sell everything you have and give to the poor, right? And he says, <laughs> and you will have treasure in heaven. Sell everything. And then come take up the cross and follow me. Verse 22 says, and he was sad at that saying and went away, what? Grieved. <laughs> he was sad and he went away very sorrowful, very, very sad. Why? For he had great possessions. He didn't just have things. He said he had what? Great 
possessions. He had plenty things. Houses, property, cars, you know, he had and he had so much. So imagine that just saying, look, you know, first of all, by this he reveals the man's hypocrisy, right? First commandment is that you shall have no that God before me. Remember that we also said that you, you shall not you can, that you can't serve God and money, right? You can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve God and your desires. So this man here, by the, the unwillingness to let go of his possessions, has revealed the fact that 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 possessions have his heart. Do you understand? It's not that he has possessions. Possessions have him. He is trapped. Because remember, we said that your life, Jesus. You know, I'm just talking. I'm just summarizing text from the past few podcasts. Bible tells us that your life does not consist in the abundance of the things that you possess. But this guy's life did consist of those things. His possessions are what made him. He got his value from his possessions. What he truly valued was his possessions. Are you seeing that? In other words, he was very, very earthly minded and he was not heavenly minded. That means that it was a form of hypocrisy what he was asking for. It was, oh, I, what, what must I do to get eternal life? He didn't really care about eternal life. He wanted to he wanted to, how will I put it, add eternal life to this thing. But for those who seek eternal, eternal life is supposed to be, is, is a centerpiece. He wanted to just add, okay, I have all these things and I just, you know, I have eternal life. But Lord said, no, 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 you have a problem. Your problem is that you are, um, what's the word? That things have you. You understand? That this eternal life you want, you don't really want it. You don't really value it. It's just, you're not saying it. So, you are seeing that from all the guys running, how the guy ran and knelt at his feet, showing humility. His heart was truly revealed at this point. And he went away sad, grieved, <laughs> for he had great possessions. But we not be like this in Jesus' name. May we be people that are willing to let go of anything at any time if the master needs it. Here, the master didn't even say, I need it. He said, go and give it to the poor. I don't even need it. Go and give it to the poor. <laughs> are you seeing that? So, remember that we also spoke about the rich, um, that rich fool who was not rich towards God. That means this guy was an amasa. This guy was someone that, you know, his own philosophy, why did he have great possessions? Because he was a person that was amassing wealth. He wasn't rich towards God. You know, if he was someone that was rich towards God and he was eternally minded, you know, the Bible says you have treasure. It says you will have treasure in heaven. You understand? You have treasure. In other words, you will, by, by doing this, you will lay hold. You understand? If you reach towards God, you will actually have investment in eternity. But he wasn't, he, he wasn't buying that. <laughs> so he went away and Jesus looked at his disciples saying, how hardly they that have riches shall enter the kingdom of God. And disciples were astonished at the words, but just as I said again to them, children, how hard it is for them that trust in riches. Are you seeing that? Remember first Timothy 6 verse 17, tell them, um, charge them that in this world, they are rich in this world to not be high-minded, but trust in the living God, right? Remember? Uh-huh. Trust the, or that you should trust not in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God. So what was this man doing? He was trusting in uncertain riches. His confidence was in uncertain riches, not in God. You understand? You say you want it in our life. Here it is, right? But the barricade is your possessions. As long as these things have you, <laughs> you won't really care about this eternal life. So... What you gonna do? And the guy, wakanow.com, you know, based on his possessions. So let's now look at the last um that's look, you know, the last synoptic look and see whether we can glean anything extra. So and a certain young ruler 
so here it tells us that this guy was not just rich this guy was a ruler are you seeing that by the three we can summarize certain things that he was rich he was young he was a ruler and that he came and knelt down before the Lord, running and kneeling down, saying, So he said, Yeah, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And just said, Why call me good? There is none good except God. Same thing. 20 tells him what to do, the commandments, 21, and all these things. And he said, All these things I've kept from my youth. <laughs> Verse 22 just tells that you lack one thing, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor. So this one, I was, look as I should. He said, Don't just give, say, Go and distribute it. <laughs> Uh, maybe it means one by one carry all your things that I said and I'm giving them one by one and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come follow me and when he heard this he was very sorrowful for him he was very rich and just when he saw and look at verse 25 and when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful now are you seeing that this one gives us another dimension that Jesus was not happy with the guy's response he was very sorrowful why was he sorrowful he said how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God he was very sad that there are lots of people that will actually not embrace God's kingdom because of what, what their possessions. Because God's kingdom, the Bible says, if any man come after me, if he must first of all deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Christ must be first. And many people will not be rich towards God in eternal life. I mean, rich people will get saved because the message of the gospel is the same one that saves. But many people will not, what's the word? They will not, you know, eternally they will be bankrupt because of their wealth. You see that? Then, if you go down to verse 26 he says and when they heard it they said who then can be saved and he said things this the things which are impossible with men are possible with god in other words it is through god that you are able to nullify your desire for riches your desire for things you understand it's through god you are able to put that down and focus on the lord hallelujah okay so <laughs> this has taken my energy <laughs> oh lord jesus but then that's it um I need not say more. It's really just, you know, continuing to buttress what I have said earlier about possessions, about riches, about wealth, that you should have things and things should not have you. You should use things and things should not use you. Do you get? It comes to a point whereby things are actually using you, that you are, you are, you are dancing to the tune of things. Things now dictate what you do, right? You know, it gets to a point riches dictate the kind of friends you keep. It, 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 it dictates... Um, the kind of church you go to. There are people that cannot go to certain churches because they feel that it is below them. They feel that, you no, know, this uh, this church doesn't have enough uh, influential people that I can network with. You know, I've heard those things about, oh, that has a rich people's, rich people's church. That's quite nonsense. Any church that's like that is, 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 is spiritually bankrupt. What do you mean a rich people's church? What does that mean? Oh, it's a celebrity church. What does that mean? That's nonsense. No, this is bad. Any a poor man should be able to walk into a church and sit down beside, let's just say Dangote, say, sit down beside Dangote, and they both worship the Lord together. And the poor man will not feel entitled, and Dangote himself will not have be heartless. You understand? That's the church. That's actually church. That is the body of Christ. There is no nobody has status in the body of Christ. You understand? Nobody has status. So anyway, that's it for today. I hope you learned something. As I said before. You should listen to this again to get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Don't forget, I put in a Mixlar every day. Check the Mixlar app. Download it. MIXLR is the name of the app. When you download it, search Young Christian Nation. Follow it every day by 6 p.m. and 6 p.m. Come online and follow it and just open our channel. And you're going to see us pray. Join us to pray and you'll be strengthened. 
just for 30 minutes and you will not regret it all right guys god bless you i'm out <laughs> bye bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there